Welcome to Gamers Enclave, a podcast for the gamer in you, with your hosts Light and Jinjimo. Hey. Today we're just going to cover some news, but before that, how has been your game life going, Jinjimo? Any new games you've been playing, or are you still working on the backlog of Assassin's yeah. Creed? Yep, uh, I've been playing Origins still. It's a lengthy game. Um, it's a very interesting game. I've, I've been enjoying it so far, um, which, you know... Many of many of you, I'm sure, get into the Assassin's Creed burnout. Uh, as in, you know, you if you play any more than one or two of them in a row, it, it ends up becoming a chore. Um, but I'm, it's been a while for me. Um, I've been really feeling like the Origins is a fresh take on the series. Uh, it's really interesting to be in like the Egypt um, kind of Egyptian theme uh, with uh, all that stuff. So. It, it's pretty cool. Um, I feel like they did a lot of interesting things, and I also heard that. Uh, and I don't know a whole lot about the newest one—not the newest, but the the one that came after it. Um, I believe it was uh, Odyssey. Um, yes. I heard that somewhat similar, so I'm looking forward to playing that one eventually, which is also my backlog. Um, but yeah, how about you? Uh, well, I managed to finish Days Gone finally. Uh, oh. I really, I really actually enjoyed that game quite a bit, and I have to say that I'm still gonna go back and finish all the hordes. It's one of those games that I want to say that I kind of miss that I didn't beat it right when it released, but it's because so many other great games have come out thus far, you know, like another like uh, Last of Us Two, and then Ghost of Tsushima's coming out, and I still haven't finished Last of Us Two as well. But Days Gone was, honestly, I think it was a really great game. Um, a lot of people who haven't played it, I think they should if they like zombie games. Although one thing that I wish was maybe a little bit different was that they didn't leave the hordes all the way until the end of the game. I mean, you, you don't have to wait, but in order for you to locate them easier, you have to beat the game. And to have the appropriate arsenal and everything... Uh, because you did play that game, right? I did, and and the hordes were kind of a, a thing that it was cool for me uh, to play, uh, to you know beat them and fight them and stuff. Um, but at the end, when it was just kind of that was all that was standing between me and 100 percent completion, I just felt like it became kind of a chore, and uh, I just I don't know. Uh, I felt like there was just too many of them that were thrown at you not necessarily per horde but like there were so many hordes around uh it just didn't feel like it was like a big deal to take on and, and you know the, the entire one and everything i don't know it just i didn't have a huge drive to keep you know in that sort of content um by the end of my playthrough i see well to me it was actually on the contrary of that um which is funny because to me it was like it, once i got to the hordes like, the way they felt were so intense and so, like, action-driven. And, like, it was, like, for example, when you're, like, going away and setting up traps. I don't know what difficulty you like to play on, but I played it on the harder difficulty. So, to me, it wasn't, like, um, easy just to get away. Like, it was very cool to think that you're going to, like, outdo the horde. And then a different, like, then it comes from a different side and they kind of do, like, this... Um, what is it called? Like claw, <laughs> claw yeah. formation on you, and you're like, "What the hell?" Like I wasn't expecting that, and then you're like, "And if you can't get away fast enough, they just like overwhelm you." And 
I, I don't know. I, I find it extremely fun to do those. I wish they were more done at the beginning, like I said, just because it gives you a better chance to actually want to complete them as post-game, because some gamers just like, once the story's over, that's it. They don't want to do it anymore. Uh, but for me, it's funny. I'm usually like that, but maybe I like the, the way that they made the horse is, to me, is the funnest part of the game. So I'm definitely going to go back in there and slaughter them <laughs> and do every single one of them just because I actually found that game extremely fun for for something that I wasn't expecting because I wasn't expecting this game to be in a revolutionary or bring anything new but the way of they handle the horde system and the amount of like enemies and how they act I found it extremely fun and another zombie apocalypse game I was playing is Last of Us 2 and I'm still pretty happy with the game um, I can't say I'm gonna dislike it anytime soon either. <laughs> I just don't see I don't see me changing my mind of that game being a bad game. Of course, I, I'm still not at the end, unfortunately. I'm gonna try and finish it this weekend. I hope, fingers crossed. <laughs> but that, that's an, that's another an amazing game that you know, zombie related, and definitely one of the most fun games I've played this year so far. You know, I I, I neither. Uh, quick thing to say about that. It's like, I, usually, for me, I guess I'm, I don't know, lately, whenever a new game that I've been waiting for to come out uh, for a long time comes out, I just, like, for example, Death Stranding came out, and I just did not want to wait. I wanted to jump right into it. Um, for some reason, though, I guess, you know, The Last of Us, even though I was I was a pretty big fan of the first one, um, I, I just don't feel that huge excitement, I guess, to to play it. Uh, I mean, I do want to play it for sure, but e either it's um, just being bombarded by, you know, everybody's mixed review of it or just wanting to wait for the PS5 uh, to come out to play it. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't have a huge drive to, to go out and get it. Um, and if anything, I could definitely wait. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's, it's either, either, either side is probably the reason, but Guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> well, for those who haven't, like, some more news for Last of Us. It broke all the PlayStation first part exclusive records by selling, like, 4 million copies. The fastest out of all of them. So that's very impressive. So, like, most people uh, that bought it day one, like I did, like, I don't think... See, it's funny, right? So for some, for a game that has that many bad user reviews on Metacritic or or that many like verbal people who say this game sucks because of this uh, I always found that uh, the most vocal people about hating things are the m most least amount of people <laughs> so but then they're, they're the most vocal but they are not really the majority if that makes any sense and the sales in my opinion has proven that this game is is, is what it is it's definitely i want to say so far for me it's almost a perfect 10 i obviously haven't been in the game so i can't say if it's a 10 yet or not i i have my doubts going into this game as well just because of the people and the negativity and then um care bear being very pessimistic because he read the leaks and I'm like, I'm like, hey, okay, let, let's see why it's so bad, right? So I started playing the game thinking that's, oh my god, what's gonna make this game a, a trash-ass game? So far, nothing. So, <laughs> so I hope it is all the way through the end. Uh, but 
Yeah, man, whether you wait for the PS5 to play this game, or you decide to jump on it once you're done with Assassin's Creed for what if you feel like doing it, I, I think you're gonna enjoy it. Like, I think I think this is one of those games that, it, like, no matter how good you make something, people are always just gonna hate it. Um, cause yeah, it's just one of those things that no matter, especially after, after the first game being such a a masterpiece, you know, like. It's difficult to, sometimes it's difficult to not want, to basically, to want something different. So if this story doesn't go your way, you're just going to hate it, I guess. <laughs> and is, so was that article, and I'm kind of looking at it, is it talking about of all time, or is it just for that month? Because um, well, well, it's hard to tell. I, I can't well, seem to find the, the difference on, on this on this article that we're reading. Oh, that article that I sent you, that was just for the, uh, that was just the most downloaded game um, on of the month of June, but that wasn't where I got the 4 million. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, 4 million copies. Um, I, can I, mean, send you, pretty... I can send you the other one. Let's see. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is really interesting that the, I mean, I, I'm curious on the, the numbers, and I kind of want to look this up, the numbers between download and physical copy. I mean, it, it, it may show that there is, a, I would assume there would be a lot of physical copy, but... So, yeah, it's sold according, notes. let's see, according to the blog post, it sold 4 million copies as of June 21. And I believe the game released on June 19. So from June 19 to June 21, it sold 4 million copies. If you want to be more specific on how long that took, mm-hmm. so it took, uh, yeah, <laughs> it took it took one weekend to get four million copies, and <laughs> goddamn, yeah, I can I can I can I can emphasize that Naughty Dog is like money, 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 and <laughs> back all those bills to make the game, <laughs> right? I mean, it. Four million at sixty dollars a pop, man. That's that's quite a that's quite a bunch, and that's just the regular copies. I'm not even counting the collector's editions or the Ellie edition. Yeah, well, that's also not obviously. It's not all going to them. I mean, they have. I mean, I bet Sony has a big chunk of it. No, no, of course. I was just you know um, giving props because they developed the game, obviously. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was through their efforts, uh, and also Sony's marketing. <laughs> I'm sure, but through their efforts too, that you know it became a success. So, congratulations! Yeah, yeah congratulations! And honestly, like, yeah, I think whether you believe you're gonna hate it or love this game, I think it's one of those games that you just have to play, regardless of what you hear other people say. You just because. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's I'm only gonna benefit for waiting longer because I'll get it on discount, and uh, you know. Maybe there'll be uh, some DLC or something that comes through. <laughs> they did say they're not planning any, but I guess we shall see. Cause... Well, I'm happy with just a discount, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's move on to another news article about um, on Twitter. I don't know if you heard, but basically on Hong Kong... They basically leaked Far Cry 6. <laughs> then then mm-hmm. Ubisoft had to send like a little teaser on their on their Twitter account of Far Cry 6 because it got leaked through um, through some code, man. 
I swear, I don't understand how people go find these leaks. Like, they go through the system, they go look at the codes, and then they're like, okay, Far Cry 6 is coming. <laughs> and then they, I, I think it's awesome because they have, um, what's his name from Breaking Bad? The actor. Oh man, why am I blanking his name? I just have it um, in, in, my, in the, top, the tip of my tongue. I hate when that happens, when you have, like, the name. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, but his name is um, Giancarlo Esposito. And honestly, I am excited that this is sounds like a cartel kind of game, and I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in with this kind of story. I don't know if you're much into that. So um, I need to get back into the hype of the of Far Cry series because I've been out of it for so long. The last one I played was Far Cry Three. Um, but luckily, uh, and, uh, light as well, we, uh, we took advantage of the Epic game sale that happened, uh, about a month ago. And so we were able to get, um, some Far Cry games on the cheap. So, um, yeah, I'm looking, I think probably the next game I play would be Far Cry 4. Um, so we'll see if I could get, uh, the hype back up and, uh, get ready for this one. Well, this one I think is going to release next year, maybe. So, either next year or the year after. But I'm thinking it's going to release next year for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So, you got a bit of time. Um, then again, one of the, one cool thing about the Far Cry series is that they never are really linked. They're all independent stories, kind of like... Yeah, so... It's, yeah, it's that's true. Bad. I mean... One gripe that I, I have had it with it, it was it's kind of another, uh, from what I remember, it's kind of another open world um, game just full of kind of filler quests, um, which is not always a bad thing. I mean, it's fun to kind of just play the mindless quests uh, running around and doing stuff. Um, but, you know, if, if you're a completionist at heart, or at least somewhat of a completionist like I am, uh, pretty much to the point that I can't play the game anymore and then I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Um, it, it, it's it's like a nightmare sometimes, you know? Like with Origins, for example, I've been playing lately. I'll be running around and, and it's almost like I have to go to all the question marks in that area. If I don't, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to come back here anyway. But they, you know, you just find out that they're, they're pretty much just rinse and repeat quests. And sometimes I feel like, you know, um, open world games really kind of just throw way too many of those in there. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily have a better game if it's longer. Um, you know, obviously, I, I remember there's there's a somewhat of a, a saying or, or a way of, of uh, kind of seeing it, and it's, you know, a, 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 a long good game is good, but a long bad game is even worse. Like, it's, <laughs> you don't want to spend all that time just doing filler quests most of the time with a, a main main mission or a main quest that's maybe only five hours long um, compared to like uh, 80 hours you could probably sink into it doing side quests. So I'm really hoping they do something different with this one. Um, but uh, this is coming from somebody that hasn't played the recent uh, Far Cry game. So maybe, maybe they've changed. Well, I do have to say that, you know, like when you get a Far Cry 6 I don't think it's going to be much different than the other ones, to be honest with you. I feel like they might just change the story, they might make it crazier, because these games are all about killing, all about raiding bases, all about just mindless gun and, gun and shoot, 
from what I remember. Like all the Far Cry games are like designed the same, mm-hmm. and is that they're all about exploration, about like being able to see this pretty scenery, and then just go ahead and destroy stuff. So I don't know. It's all about destruction and shooting. So. It's just supposed to be mindless fun, I believe. So it's kind of like one of those games, like Just Cause, Just Cause. You know, like it's a game that's the story is probably not the best, <laughs> but it's all mm-hmm. about just being doing ridiculous things. So I'm not expecting anything revolutionary from Far Cry Six. I just expect a really good story, uh, to be honest. And the side quests I can do with or do without. I usually I do every side quest. If if it's there, I just do it. Whether I find it repetitive or not, I, I, I'm like you. I just have to do it, and I complete it. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I do not do, though, is go get all the goddamn collectibles. If it's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a hundred of these. Go find them all. I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't either. You, you know, the only thing, the only time I do do that, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but if, it's, if I know that if I collect all the collectibles, I get something really cool, like something really worthwhile. Like, for example, the armor in Horizon. Uh, Zero Dawn, like that was pretty cool armor. Like I really felt like it was worth collecting all those. I I don't even remember what it was, but going through and collecting all that stuff and getting like the armor or getting a weapon that's like some of the top tier stuff. Um, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, or even like Final Fantasy um, was it fifteen uh, or something? I can't remember it. The the one where you you do all the I'm sure you collect something and then you get the car. Uh, or no, the car is able to fly. That's what it was. Yeah, that that is five by fifteen. So I mean, something like that's pretty cool, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's one of those. The collectible thing is, I'm like you. Unless it's going to actually unlock something in the game, uh, why, why put it in there? I guess they just try to add value to their. To their game somehow by adding collectibles. You know, that's the one gripe I have with the Assassin's Creed, just to bring it back. Some of those collectibles are just not worth my effort. I remember going through Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and um, Revelations and getting all the goddamn collectibles except for. I forgot one of the things. I'm like, fuck that. There's just too many of them. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I just can't do it anymore. Like after three games of the same kind of collectibles over and over and over, it's like no, no. Yeah, especially with collectibles that are like, oh, you get to see the hidden ending or the real ending. It's like, nah. I'm just gonna watch it on YouTube. <laughs> you, you know, you want to know something? I have um, I have a, I have one um, dark secret um. And it's about Batman Arkham Knight that I literally haven't beaten the game because of that. I am I have to go and do all the Riddlers um, things, and yeah. I was almost done. Like I did like half of them, and then I was I kind of got um, burnt out, so I stopped, and then I never went back because I, I wanted to get that ending and then obviously if I beat the game I have to redo the entire fucking thing again so I'm like I'm not gonna do this <laughs> twice so I just kind of like okay I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna come back later and I just haven't gone back and played that game and I haven't beaten it because of that so yeah <laughs> it sucks because uh, I'm, I'm the kind of person who like okay I'm not gonna watch it on YouTube I, I want to watch it on my fucking TV that I spent a lot of money on, you know. I want to watch it on yeah. the full resolution, 
with the best colors and I want to watch the cinematic even though it might be like 10 seconds long or 15 seconds long mm. yeah the, the I, one game it sucks uh, <laughs> like the one game that I feel like was worth it for me though was Red Dead Redemption 2 um 100%ing all that even though it wasn't it was like for me some of it was uh like having to go and pick every single you know like plant or whatever and then go and kill every single like specific animal type and, and and even the birds and everything and collect them and skin them and stuff and that was a bit of you know that really kind of uh hit my limit but i felt like it was just such a masterful game like the game was just so well made so so much attention to detail and i was waiting for that game for so long too um that i enjoyed every minute of it and uh i i've never met i never like reached because having that final ending, even though it was like a really subtle ending, and it was it was such a nice send off for at least me to say, okay, I can finally put the controller down and move on to something else. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed my time in that, but I haven't I haven't played any other game actually that I can think of that I've reached a hundred percent. I was like, that was totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> what's funny is like. Um... That's one of those games that I did not care to do all the activities just because I'm like, no. The, the only gripe that I have against Red Dead Redemption 2 um, is the gameplay. Like, it's not... It's a little... It's not as fluid as I think it should be. And that is really, really... Like, very being nitpicking at it. Uh, because I love that game. Uh, I love the era. I love the story. I love... The, I love the entire game. Like, there's nothing I... I mean, there's that. that's the only thing that I wish it was better. Just the gameplay a little bit better. But, I mean, but it's a Rockstar game. Their gameplay has always been a little bit off for some reason. I don't know why. Do you... Like, there's nothing really wrong, per se, with it. But it's not... But it could be better. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... It's, I guess that's it. That, that's my well, only gripe. Like with Rockstar, and, and they were kind of like the masters of the open world kind of game way back in the day. And I feel like a lot of their attention for con con character control was there was a lot of things they were trying to do with so... It was kind of like Jack of All Trades, Master of None. Uh, because, you know, in, in a single game, you had to be able to, you know, uh, drive via all, via all sorts of vehicles. You had to do all sorts of things, you know. And you also have to kind of have the controls and everything into somewhat of a, uh, a, a seamless transition um, from one, you know, uh, from like, let's say third person to being in a vehicle or a, on a horse or something, and then back from that. So you can't really have, I guess, the same kind of uh, um, feel of the controls, like when you're aiming and stuff, as if you were on the ground in you know, one position or running around that you would if you were on a horse. And I, I felt like what saved me was the snap, like the snap assist lock on things. Um, but I mean, after a while, you get used to it, and it was very Grand Theft Auto like. Um, but yeah, I do agree. I feel like I also, I mean, looking, I, I didn't really play it in first person myself, but I've also I saw that there was a pretty well fleshed out uh, first person to it, where you know you have all the, you know, you can see the gun really detailed and everything. And I'm actually kind of curious if my experience would have been. Um, all that much uh, different if I played it in first person opposed to in third person. I did try the first person mode for a little bit, but I was like, the game was not 
made for it so it doesn't feel too good either <laughs> like uh especially because obviously when you play a first person shooter um you expect fluidity to some degree right and yeah. then because the control remains the same from first person to third person you just switch how you know from first to third the gameplay stays the same so i yeah. don't know this is also a game that allows you to slow down time which is a big like uh saver for me when i use the controls so um i guess in a way if if it didn't have that kind of control and if it didn't have like if it didn't have a slow down like dead eye and if it didn't have um you know like aim assist then i probably would find it a little more frustrating to play it um and just the controls in general but i, I did play it for so so many hours and uh, I did get really used to it. So, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It didn't, it didn't get in my way of having fun with the game. But I do agree that, you know, controls could always get better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm really being nitpicky about it. Because I love the game. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of the activities that I enjoyed. I didn't do every activity. But, like, you know, activities that I found fun, I would do. And... Like, I didn't really care to go treasure hunting. Uh, they gave me a map. Uh, I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to. Like, it, like, it didn't... I guess it didn't captivate me in the essence of uh, being a treasure hunter like that. I was like, no, I don't, I'm, I'm going to skip this. The one that I really wanted to do was go hunt the animals. But once I beat the game, uh, I didn't really care to go back for it. It, it, it was cool, though. I feel like I might go give it a second run through on my PS5 to see if, like, if they improve the game. Mm-hmm. And then that's the same thing that I'm waiting to do with a lot of games that I didn't finish 100%, like God of War. I want to go back and then play it again on, um, you know, on the PS5, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to replay Last of Us 2. Um, so there's there's a cool list there. So that that's the <laughs> thing. That is a really actually good thing to bring up too is I feel like um, also when it, it, it's kind of hard to, I mean, there there's a certain way that I feel like the developers design the game to be played. And I, what I've noticed the most, at least for the rewards for doing the side mission tasks, where um, you want to do those before you beat the game. Because uh, a lot of the time you end up getting some kind of, you know, loot or like, you know, better weapons, better powers or something that aid you in uh, completing the game. And once you're 100% the game, sometimes getting some of the stuff, it's like, oh, well, the item I already have is way better than this one I just unlocked. Um, So, I mean, for me, I've, for Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, I think I went through and I, I tried to do as much as I could. But then I ended up finishing the game, and then I and then I went back and did all the the side stuff, and I felt like I almost I should have done the all the side stuff earlier on, um, even though not all of it was unlocked. But um, I don't know. I it, some of it's like, how are you feeling at that moment? You know, do you want to do twenty or thirty side missions uh, when you're playing, or do you want to actually experience the main quest well, that usually has a lot higher fidelity of storytelling and everything? So. Um, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's one of those games that I completed every single mission too. Um, you know the side missions, but I didn't do the extra curriculum activities. <laughs> those are the yeah. ones I avoided completely. Well, not completely, but most of them. 
Like I like the bounty hunting aspect, and then there was not too much of that. That's that's one thing that I love from Red Dead Redemption One. The the bounty hunting was one of the, my favorite things to do, and I was kind of sad that there was there wasn't that many on this game. But if you play the game, you you understand why, and I get it. He um, but I don't know. It's an awesome game to say the least. Regardless, it's probably one of the best games on the PS4 and Xbox One. For this generation, so I mean, for those who haven't played it, you guys should. <laughs> That's all we have to say about that one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth the buy, no matter where you play it, and and it's just one of those amazing games. Um, although I did meet one friend who didn't like it because it's a western, and I'm like, <laughs> well, can't 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 win with everyone, right? <laughs> Why'd they take my cars out of my Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> Yeah, um, like, so I thought it was kind of like, okay, you know, if you don't like westerns, that's fair enough. But if you like westerns, or you like shooters, and you don't hate westerns, you should play it, if you haven't. Uh, let's move on to another, I guess, a PS5 our, um, tweet with Tim Sweeney. We did cover him last time, but we're just going to bring a little bit up. So recently, Sony invested $250 million on, on Epic Games as a share company. And this came after the, e, the what is it, the um, Unreal Engine demo, the UE, UE5 demo on the PlayStation 5. So once this came out, people just started bombarding Team Sweeney. Hey, I thought you said there was nothing, um, this wasn't something that Sony paid for, I guess. I guess you were lying, etc., etc. You know how people can be really mean. Mm. And um, so basically, he goes, "Hey, you know, this is what um, they ask. What is this person says again? So I thought there was no financial arrangement or reason behind recent statement, sounding heavily titled towards the PlayStation Five. So then, um, t- I'm paraphrasing because there's more, but that's the main point. And then Tim's when he replies, well. What I said back in May below, serious investment discussion followed from the real engine fight demo we showed on the PlayStation 5. I guess they liked it. So essentially what he's saying is like, well, the investment came after they saw what we could do with our console. I mean, it's, what can we say besides it's just a regular business deal that we see day in, day out. And I mean, everybody's trying to make money. So if you see that, this corporation is doing fantastically. Why not invest in it? I mean, if you have the capital, right? Yeah, I mean, for one, I, I feel like so many gamers and just you know people in general forget that the gaming industry is an industry. It's you know, it's uh, it's basic economics. You know, you want if you want uh, something to be done, you have to provide some kind of economic. Um, stimulus which is the money that you know sony is is brought forth and um if anything we should be happy for that because um you know the unreal engine 5 just definitely looks uh capable and it you know more money in the industry means more uh things that we can see that'll be impressive um you know also the individuals that are working in the industry hopefully um you know are, are getting their share and uh, it's just, you know, bigger, bigger money, bigger projects. Um, so 
it'll be really cool to see uh, in the next few years when these things start developing um, from this uh, investment um, to see where it goes. Um, but I mean, it's so early days. We we get those tech teasers. I mean, that's what it is. A lot of those those um, you know those uh, tech demos and stuff that that's so draw in this exact this exact thing. I mean, if anything, they did their job. And they they did it pretty well, I mean, exactly how they expected it to do. I mean, they're selling a product with those demos, um, just like any company. And then uh, an investor, such as Sony, um, decides to give them money to produce something. And um, I know this can always bring out, well, maybe they're they're buying the rights to this, or you know, or some kind of exclusivity deal or something. Well, still, that's just business. I mean, that's how it works. Um, and if anything, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're still, I mean, as the consumer, um, we are, um, still very fortunate, uh, to have these things, uh, available to us now, even if, even with the price hikes that are, um, rumored to be coming, uh, for games and stuff. But really, I mean, if anything, the technology is advancing, um, shoot, I mean, game, I mean, I know this is going off topic, but games used to be a lot more. I mean, eighty dollars at one point for certain consoles. I mean, the ninety and a hundred. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the games themselves used to be. Um, there wasn't this homog- uh, homogeneous, um, you know, like price pricing for all games back in the day in like the eighties and nineties. Um, it was. It really dependent on you know what console you're buying for sometimes, and so um, to see this this whole this this amount of uh, to be offered or to be asked for for so many generations now, um, you know. And, and anyway, but uh, no, this is I feel like this is just how how things work. You know, <laughs> as gamers, we're more used to seeing you know, games coming out and being like, oh, I'm excited for this game, but we don't really, a lot of people don't really care too much about or really are aware of what goes on in order to make those games. And yeah, this is just another common occurrence. I mean, yeah, and I just think it's pretty funny that people would be mad about it. It's like, like, okay, dude, if when you make a tech demo that impresses like a big corporation, because people don't understand that even though like Sony... Okay, Sony owns PlayStation, right? PlayStation is its own entity inside Sony Corp. So Sony invests money on Epic, not PlayStation itself. Like the above head did it. So it's not like... It's it's more complicated than people think it is. And it's not just like, okay, we're just buying rights here. buying No, it doesn't just happen. It's something that the investors in the company have to agree to do as well it's not just like they can just fucking do it out of nowhere (laughs) it's so silly to think that it's just oh it's not it's just business like like you said earlier and talking about the price hike do you really think that they're gonna bring it to 70 dollars do you think they're willing to do that i mean i feel like it's inevitable eventually it's gonna go up um, but I mean, once again, back how much? How much actually was it that Sony gave them? It was like two hundred fifty million or something. Yeah. So I mean, people have to realize that that two hundred fifty million isn't just going to Epic, and it's just going to disappear. I mean, you, that's going to 
that's there to pay for everything from the employees doing their jobs to, um, you know, like property tax. I mean, it's, it's going to go to a lot of things that, um, the company needs. I mean, that's how the company thrives. I mean, I'm sure there's other ventures they do, but, um, this is one of the big ones. Um, so, and honestly, $250 million is nothing in a lot of industries. Um, Shoot, even the industry I work in, that is not that, I mean, it's a big sum, but it's not really, uh, it's not like enough to be like, whoa, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> well, what's groundbreaking was when Epic made a billion dollars based on microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, no, there, yeah, that is, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but like, here's one thing that I think about if they raise the price for games to $70. Most people, you're not going to see as many day one sales. I don't think. Like, to me, if I see a game at $70... See, I buy a game that's special edition for $70, right? It comes with a steelbook case, it comes with something. If you're going to sell me the base game for $70, you're... Like, people who are like me, day one people... It kind of makes me not make makes me want to wait more since I do have a backlog. Uh, I think they can do it, and then if they do it, like we're gonna be stuck with it from here on out. I hope they don't do it because it's gonna basically deter me from buying games day one most of the time. I might end up buying some during the release of the PS5 if they do raise the price, just because you know. What what am I gonna do? <laughs> not not buy a PS5 game. <laughs> I, I feel like so if they do bring it up to seventy dollars, I feel like at least initially they're going to have a lot more than just the base that comes with it. Um, they might be like, hey, this is a day one purchase. Like this is the day one uh, uh, a launch version, and you get like the first I don't know one or two DLCs that come out like in a month or two uh, with it, which, you know, might be like a 15 or $20 price if you were to buy it brand new uh, for the DLC, um, not on sale. So if anything, I feel like it will round out because in a way um, it's going to be, it's going to be worked into a way that it won't necessarily be a huge price gap when it comes to what you get. Because I, I know that the industry understands too, that they, what they charge what they charge like what they need to charge versus what they can charge as far as what's gonna as far as they go uh, that will affect their sales so obviously if you ask uh you know ten thousand dollars for a console or like 120 dollars for a base game there's gonna be there's gonna be people that buy it but they're they're not going to be as many as they need to reach their their goals you know and so to start making revenue on it uh, or profit on it. So um, I feel like there is going to be, if they do make it to $70, there's going to be things that we used to take for granted. Like there's going to be things that um, like DLC, uh, there's going to be certain things in the game that will come with the game, um, which probably didn't cost a whole lot to make in the first place, <laughs> or even like a sound, a, a soundtrack, something that was like already part of the game. Uh, or even how how they're doing the cross plat or the cross thing where cross generational thing like you buy it for the PS4 you also get it for the PS5 um, like in a way like let's say if they kept it at sixty dollars and they didn't give you the new game when you bought it obviously that's going to affect sales 
um, on both sides. But, um, you know, for people, if we're starting to work into like right in the middle where some people are on the on the fence about buying a, a PS5 and they still have the PS4, um, like when it comes to ho- uh, the holiday time, uh, and then those games come on sale, they'll be like, hey, uh, this brand new game for $70, well, I can play it now and also later, but enhanced edition version, the price kind of starts to seem okay, um, especially if you throw in like DLC or something. So I, it could be kind of um, tweaked in a way to not seem as bad, but I still feel like um, having it more than the $60 will be... I mean, difficult for some, and also it keeps people more. Um, it pulls them back, and they go like, "Well, maybe I'll wait a little longer until it goes down." Because people usually wait for a, a game to reach a certain price that they're willing to pay, rather than like you know, um, like I've I've passed up games before during holiday seasons just because I felt like I didn't want to pay that for that that game, you know. Um, but I, for other games like Red Dead Redemption Two, I bought it, I pre-ordered it. So I think it really depends on the game. It really depends on what the the industry is willing to offer, um, which will determine if uh, the seventy dollars is um, really going to be a feasible thing for them. Well, I mean, of course, if the value is there, the seventy dollars it would sell if the value is there. But okay, here, here's here's the only thing that I would say: we have EA. They literally release the same game every year for sixty dollars and add microtransactions yeah. to that thing. What is yeah. this go- what's going to stop them from doing the same exact thing? By the way, not just EA. No, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm just like singling out <laughs> EA just because they're the worst sinners yeah. <laughs> on, on on this. And so here's the thing: if they were to release a game, let's say FIFA, Madden, whatever any sports game or the release yearly and it's like okay it's $40 and it's like microtransactions okay fine whatever $60 and microtransactions no I, I why and then I feel like the greediness doesn't stop yeah if if games were more like Fortnite and then this is not something that I want to say that that's what I want <laughs> Um, if games were more like Fortnite in the microtransaction kind of way, I wouldn't really mind uh, because it's a free game and then you're just buying a p- apparel or whatever, right? So it doesn't give you any advantages in the game. Uh, is Fortnite cosmetic? Yeah, it's like, just cosmetics. cosmetic. Yeah. So I, I don't mind that, but when you start putting, like, okay, when you're going to play online, right? This is one of the things that I hit on FIFA. Because I'm a, I, I, it's one of those games that I've been playing my entire life since I was a kid, so I can't stop buying it. But I don't really buy it at full price anymore. I, I would buy a copy and then trade it in for the next year to buy it for like thirty dollars. You know, try to get half off at least. Mm-hmm. And I go online, and then I start playing against people. And then they have this like the ultimate team on there, and then you can basically build your entire team with the players you want. But in order to get the players you want, you have to go through my um, through a card game kind of thing. So you have to buy like card packs. So I'm over here like playing the game, not investing any money, and I get to the tier of like basically they have ten seasons on the on the number one season. That's the best of the best. 
I usually get to that one, and then I can't stay on it because everybody who's in that goddamn season, they all have bought players. So I have like basically players that I've been playing uh, buying with the game momentum, like you know, gaining the game points, and they give you so freaking little, dude. In order to like buy one card or one packet, I think you have to play like twenty games. And so it's very play to win. Yeah, it's or, yeah. Sorry, pay to win. Pay to win. <laughs> so it kind of sucks, and like it made me not want to buy a FIFA this year, and I didn't buy one. I might buy one for the next gen console just because it's next gen. But I wish they wouldn't do that. It's like, why do you have to make games pay to win like this? Like, it takes the fun out of it, and yeah. and it sucks. Like, I wish, I wish it was more like Fortnite than the FIFA, <laughs> the FIFA kind, you know? What if, what if this price increase actually got rid of microtransactions Shoot, altogether? I, I, and... I don't think so, but in, 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 in a great world, it would, though. <laughs> or let, let's, say, let's say more realistic. Let's say what if uh, this price hike ends up getting rid of DLCs that are not necessarily crucial to your enjoyment of the game. Like, for example, uh, it's all cosmetic items. Uh, instead of it being, like, in giant missions that you would play uh, that would really add to the story or anything, just, like, purely cosmetic. I feel like it might be a little bit... I mean, almost back to the old days, right? Like, before... Like, when you could buy a game and you had the full game. Dude, man. <laughs> like, I think those I think days are over unfortunately yeah but you know it actually i wouldn't mind if if it went a price hike and then they did what they used to do before where you could get unlockables and like if you if you spend the like they charge us more right but then they give us more like you said about yeah. if the value is there i don't mind the price hike so you know like being able to unlock different character skins character stuff and then just enjoy the game like the old all good old days uh, but it sucks because I feel like the greediness of the big corporations that you were mentioning, EA, Activision, Ubisoft, and there's other ones out there, I'm sure. Like, everybody has sin of this, because I know Sony sinned somewhere, Microsoft sinned somewhere. they all sinners um, with, with, with trying to get more money. And unfortunately, I feel like we just kind of left that they're like whatever they decide to do is kind of what we have to like bear with and i just wish that if they do if they do do a price hike that the value will be there but i feel like it's going to remain the same and there's going to be a price hike that's what i feel like it's going to be like um yeah, me too. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like that's what it's going to be. They're going to just increase the price and everything remains the same. Yeah, uh, I think we just need to... I just need to see the, the full fidelity of these new games, let's say in a year or two, and see where we're at with like the full quality and uh, and then revisit this topic to see uh, and really see what these, are price, these prices will be too. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think... I think it's going to be the same. If they do a price hike, it's just going to be a price hike. It's not going to be any additional, uh, maybe some additional things in the beginning, but eventually it becomes the new normal. And you, and you know what's funny too? Uh, it's like people, like the developers say, oh, it's going to cost more to develop, right? 
But then I'm thinking about of like the Mark Cerny, uh, the Mark Cerny press conference that he did. How they make the PlayStation Five easier to develop, so the team can just emphasize on quality, right? So it's like they're basically the companies that here are trying to help the developers make the game better without using that many resources. But we're still gonna see a price hike. I find that kind of like contradictory to to what I see. You're gonna you know? It's a little bit it's a little bit scummy to me, I feel like, yeah. if they do do it. <laughs> it's like uh because as far as I know, even though the game looks prettier, they're easier to develop now. Uh, basically they no longer have to worry about compressing stuff too much, etc. etc. There's so many things that go into this thing, obviously. But if you can make a game faster it definitely brings down the resources you use, just logically, right? Uh, so the less time you spend doing something and get the exact same thing done basically saves you money. So if that's already happening, I find the price hype kind of like rude. Yeah. <laughs> For another word. But yeah, I don't know. It's a rumor. I hope it's not true. But I guess once we see on the PS5 coming out later this year and the Xbox Series X we will see whether that rumor was turned out to be true or not and let's go to better news um, have you seen the Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, cover art for the PlayStation 5 I did what do you think about it I think it looks rad it looks pretty cool. I think it looks cool and also the box the PS5 box um, with the black uh, the black on white kind of thing they're doing a whole like color inversion thing that's uh I, I like it i mean it's very um i feel like that's where they were going in the first place i mean at the psvr kind of i feel like that kind of started it with the how it's white uh on black and then you start seeing um or black on white i guess i don't know it's primarily white the first uh, PlayStation product with like white that wasn't gray, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it looks good. I mean, it it puts itself apart from uh, the other genres. I mean, it's definitely uh, what PS5. Well, PS4 was blue, uh, which is interesting, and you know now they're. Um, I think if anything, they're they're really trying to. I mean, just like they did. Uh, let's say if they went black, I feel like. Um, I feel like Xbox is well, also going to go PS3 black. The PS3 was black, though. So I think they didn't want to go back to the PS3 colors. Yeah, that, that's true. But also, like, um, you know, if, if we if we think back on how the, the console uh, box art was between the two, or I'm see, I mean the game uh, box art, um, you know, we had Xbox was, like, originally, like, black and green, and PlayStation was, like, um, uh, white and black. Uh, for PS2 and Xbox, and then P- Xbox or PlayStation 3 came out, which was I think the same, and then uh, PS4 was blue, and then Xbox One was. Uh, let me grab a box. Green, <laughs> I, I believe, still green. Yeah, it's green with like uh, uh, with like some silver and white. Um, definitely distinguishable between the the two, you know, the PS4 and the the Xbox. And then now we're going to see the PS5, and that's white and black. And um, I don't know. Do we have screenshots of what the Xbox Series X is going to look like? Or the 
No, this is this is um, as far as I know, only Sony has showed their uh, box art. But maybe, so maybe, let me see. Um, yeah, let's take a look because I'm curious. Because if maybe they have some kind of no, uh, it's just rumors. Um, like there's some websites on Reddit that are like, oh, could this be the box art? And then <laughs> and they got it from like. GameSpot or something. And then, yeah. Well, I mean, some of them look pretty cool, and some of them are believable, I guess. But um, it just looks like the regular Xbox. It does. <laughs> like, so, so I don't. It's, it's just gonna say optimized for Series X or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think yeah, definitely they're just trying to put themselves um, apart from what they did before. I, I, I agree. I, I like that. I like the color. Um, yeah, me too. With you. Me too. And and it, I mean, it makes sense. If you PS3 was like PS2 was also it was like red. No, that was the uh, greatest hits, right? Yeah, yeah, greatest hits was red. Um, I know the it was black greatest... also. Yeah, it was black. I just so it was black for PS2. It was black for PS3. It was blue. And we're about the, the, color the, the, the text, yeah. yeah um, the, the text it was like white and black. Yeah. Um, or the text was white, and then the background was black. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like the special edition of PlayStation uh, Three, that was like, let's see, what was that? What did it look like? I think the greatest hits. I think they were also, um, they were also like reddish, weren't they? Uh, let's see here. Um, I had a an image up. Uh, yeah, they previous. were also red. Yeah, red. Red and white. I believe that's that's what I kind of remember too. Uh, and then we jumped and did blue. Yeah. Um, and then there was actually, I think in the beginning, it was it always, it wasn't always blue, was it? It was was there a, a gray one? For that. Or was PS, it blue? For the, PS4. Okay, the one that had the a different box art was a PS3. It, it had the like the PlayStation Three. They changed the letters, like they went from the Spider-Man, from the Spider-Man, um, what you might call it? Oh, box. I wasn't say box art, but it's just the freaking. Oh man, why am I blanking on this? <laughs> this is so funny to me. Like, just the letters <laughs> that they use. You know, they went from the Spider-Man yeah. letters to whatever they use now, and they uh -huh. stuck with this with this one. The PS3 once they changed it. It stuck on the PS4. Um, oh, here's the picture. And then they stuck with it on the PS5 as well, with maybe a little bit of change. Do you? So here's going way back. Do you remember the green jewel cases of the PlayStation? Green jewel cases. No. Yeah, I the green. And then even back then, like it was a a green jewel case. And when I say a jewel case, it's a name for like a CD case. Oh, you know um, what? I do remember those now. Yes, yes. I have. And then even yeah. further back than that, they used to come in cardboard. You yeah. remember that? Like, they were cardboard, uh, uh, like, or it was like a plastic cardboard kind of thing. And you slid the cardboard out, and it, like, opened up. And uh, you had the, the yeah. game in the middle there. And I just remember that, like, way back, the, the old PlayStation days. It, and those are the ones with the funny-looking, um, let me see if I can find uh, the original. 
But yeah, man, those are so funny to me because you're right. It was it's funny that they used green before Xbox existed. <laughs> yeah, I forgot okay. about it. I so the original wipeout, and I'm gonna send you a picture, um, uh, so you know what I'm talking about here. Um, but see, I think that's a good one. But see the one in the the first two. It's like kind of like a cardboardy kind of thing. Yeah, uh, like, I, I remember those. Yeah. And I remember them mostly on my computer because the computer cases, um, they use them more often, I believe. Uh, Maybe it wasn't cardboard now I'm looking at it. Well, it's not not 100% cardboard per se, right? But it does use cardboard um, around it. It does have yeah. plastic in it, so you can hold the disc. So, like, for those of you guys listening, it wasn't, like, a cardboard <laughs> box <laughs> with everything cardboard. Uh, it was just, like, um, it was also a very smooth cardboard. Like, it, there was print on it, so it, it, was, yeah. it wasn't cheap, cheap. Uh, but... I, just do, do yourself a favor and look up a picture of the old PlayStation, uh, like, box or whatever or playstation game uh case and that would really bring back memories for sure <laughs> yeah you just go look for uh classic playstation one game cases and you'll get you'll go ahead and see that you're friends with them and then, and then even further back then like i mean i'm okay this is going way off topic but like like the original uh nintendo 64 and even nintendo those uh, were definitely cardboard boxes (laughs) yeah those were those were cardboard like you didn't have a uh i mean i don't think there was ever a case for the nintendo 64 games because they were all cartridges they were all bulky like tough things your your case was a cardboard (laughs) yeah And, and then way even way further back they used to come in paper like plastic bags like <laughs> we've sure come a long way. Actually, well, not really, because if you look at the material, like how the cases are now, they're not that much different. Like they're still they're DVD cases, basically. Uh, they haven't really changed since then. So <laughs> yeah, they just change colors, and then um, that's yeah. about it. And a little bit better quality, but I mean they're smaller yeah. too. Um, I like I like the smaller part that when they came blue, oh, blue true, red yeah. wires, they're smaller. The size yeah. is smaller, so I kind of like that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's so funny, man. Like so many different, and I'm sure there's many many cartridges out there, or many kind of box differences with so many different systems that we're not even yeah. mentioning. But it's just some that it's kind of funny how people don't think about a lot of this stuff. You know, this is just more retro. It, it, the funniest thing would be like the PS5 releases. It's like here's your cardboard box again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if you're really wanting to talk retro, I remember the the classic blockbuster case. You know that that all you all you had on there was a text that said what the game was, but it was always the same case. Oh yes, (laughs) I mean when you do the rentals. Oh man, I miss those. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, now you get an email to your door. I mean, yeah. email, not email. So sorry, mail to your door. <laughs> or you just you just play it on Game Pass or whatever or you, you know. Go to the red box as well, now. You know. Yeah. There's there's plenty of ways to rent your games, but it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not, like it's not the same. Going going with your. I mean, it's part of our childhoods. You know, like going to, uh, going to the 
the the rental place, you know, uh, and grabbing a pizza on the way home. I mean, on a weekend, that was. Yeah, it was all about the little adventure that you get to leave your house. I mean, we can't because of COVID right now, but, you know, <laughs> let's say that wasn't a thing. Uh, yeah. The adventure, because even before COVID, this was gone. So, yeah, the adventure of going out there, like you say, go get a pizza or go or your or your parents are taking you, right? And then they're going around looking for a movie to watch and you're going around the game section, like back and forth, looking at every single game reading the descriptions of every single game trying to be like okay so this one or this one and then and it was so funny because you always gambled on the older and more unique games yeah exactly because you didn't know if it was going to (laughs) work because the internet wasn't really uh i mean i don't i don't remember except for like cheat codes i never really went online i mean it was the magazines that we looked at for reviews but just i know we're totally digressing and i feel like this could be a whole nother podcast that i would really enjoy talking about in in essence um for those that might think oh they're talking about this new ps5 game case no big deal really the the game case itself is the thing that you'll that will pretty much stay consistent throughout and or mostly consistent throughout a generation of a console and so you know it's really one of those things that kind of uh, burn itself into our minds when we think back of the ps4 ps5 era um so i mean it's a big deal when when they they reveal what the console uh just the basic artwork of the case is going to look like because uh you know years from now we're going to be like remember when they went from blue to uh you know black on or white you know (laughs) and like the console is just like it just it just brings all these old nostalgic memories back um back in my day (laughs) yeah to to the generation that you know we'd be talking about so yeah uh, to me it's a big deal i like it i I mean i just think it's something that that people don't think about and it's pretty cool thing because because right now obviously i have my playstation 3 games i have my ps4 games i have my vita games i have my xbox games and then due to their box art and due to the scheme colors i know which games are which so Mm -hmm. if they weren't to change like if they weren't to change the same kind of colors for example if i had a ps3 then i have my ps4 games and i have my ps5 games and they're back to the black and white I would confuse it sometimes. Oh, okay, that's a P. Uh, that's a PS3. Oh man, I meant to grab the PS5 game. <laughs> or you know, like if you're, if you're just not like reading, just like reaching into the, your game library. That's if you have physical copies, of course. Yeah. Uh, it helps with that, but I mean, it's kind of nice to see something different because you get stuck with these game cases, like you said, like for seven years, or obviously for however long you decide to keep the games for, but. Yeah, and that's a lot of memories that you build up, you know, around those games. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Well, let, let uh, let's close out the uh, the box art conversation <laughs> and then move on to another PlayStation game that came to PC that it became the top seller, and guess that you mentioned that game earlier, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um. It's coming out on August 7th for PC, but they said that it's number one seller right now on the Steam library according to Forbes. And this just has to tell you something that 
the PlayStation games are very, very high quality, and a lot of people do want them. <laughs> yeah, and, and and light you you said it earlier uh, in a previous podcast, or I believe can't remember if it was on the air or off the air, but what other games do PC players have? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it feels like. I mean, except for the, you know, I don't know, World of Warcraft or, or some MMO or something. I mean, a lot of the games that people are playing either, I don't know, like it, it's a very niche market or for PC, whether it be a simulator, uh, a massive, you know, a multiplayer game that like EVE Online or something. Or on, bro. We or, got CSGO. What you got? <laughs> yeah, CSGO. But, but, you know, it's either that or uh, a console game i mean it feels like um uh the pc is is kind of a uh i don't know a, a port platform you know like it, it feels like it's always, it's now taking second seat uh, i mean we had i had sat through some of the the new pc games coming out this year kind of uh, oh man i couldn't do it yeah i couldn't either i i just there there wasn't there was a lot of top down games there was a lot of i mean but it just it didn't feel anything really i mean except for vr uh and simulation based games stuff that is kind of on like the cutting edge i don't really see much else to really um i mean i'd rather have the comfort and uh the the ease of use of a console for a lot of these things so um but hey i mean the the ability to and this is going to be the same for any port that comes off of uh of a console onto a pc is there's going to be um, tons of mods. I'm sure there are going to be mods that'll be making the game a hundred times better, and also probably mods we can't, we don't necessarily want to mention in public. But, what? but there's, there's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff you can do. I mean, there's been tons of really funny YouTube videos based on mods. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if you are really trying to push the capabilities of that engine and like really make the game look amazing and do all this sort of stuff i mean hey more power to you um but uh i don't know like yeah what other games though like other than i don't know i it'd be kind of nice to actually have a game that like on the pc that is like okay this is why I own a PC and it justifies my $1,500, $2,000 and up investment. And like, like the game that would emphasize that would be maybe Half-Life Alex for me, even though I don't own it, I know you do. Like that's one of those games I'm like, okay, yes, that's the reason to own a PC and that's the reason to own the Steam VR system, the Index. But it's. I wish we would get to see what the PC is capable of sometime. Because I think just Star Citizen is the one that's still in development and that's pushing the limits of the PC, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's coming down to um, this thing that's the age old when it comes to choosing between console and con- uh, console and PC, and that is if you have an unlimited amount of money and you want the best you can get, then you go PC. Because they're they have even solid state um, like storage uh, uh, speeds. There was a Linus Tech Tips recent video that he did where um, he showed like I don't want to wait for the PS5. I want to upgrade my PC with like some crazy like I think it was uh, 
13 was it 13 gigabytes or 30 gigabytes per second or something crazy yeah. um all cores and all this craziness but that's very expensive to do he, compared to he, 400 he, or 500 dollar mark yeah i think he said it costs like 10 times worth yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know if you really want to say hey i've got the best visual and performance experience on the market when you're an enthusiast then yeah go for it pc all the way but when you're you're not an enthusiast and i mean this is obviously not talking about um both the gaming experience that you get from certain games on pc is definitely vastly better as well as the peripherals that you can use with those games that are vastly more supported um you know is a lot better experience but that is very once again a niche market um i don't know consoles kind of (laughs) i played horizon i didn't necessarily want to replay it uh it was a good game but you know it's another open world game with the most most of all um and even though collecting some of the stuff is worth it for some of it um i don't know i Hey, that's great. I mean, I just feel like there's better experiences on PC. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even think that's the reason per se. To me, it's more like the reality of it is like, okay, <clears throat> if you were to play this game on 30 frames throughout, right? And then you play the same game on 60 frames throughout. Like I played Last of Us on the PS3, which was not 30 frames. Sometimes it was like 25 or 22 <laughs> because it, yeah. was, it really pushed the system. But it didn't really feel that different. Like when I played it, even though I got those 23, 24 um, during some scenes, which was really rare. It was like only like when there was a water. It was it was a place that has a lot of water and that made the game a lot uh, lose frames. When I played it back on my PS4 on 60 frames throughout, you know, you know what I thought? Oh, I just thought this game looked really pretty. This game ran nice. The experience was the same. Um, it didn't make me feel like, oh my god, I should have waited to play this game on 4K, 60 frames per second. I was like, I still enjoyed the game how it was when it was released, and it, I thought it was fantastic, and I replayed it on the PS4 just before Last of Us 2 came out, and I still thought the game was fantastic. And I'm like, I still got the same experience. Maybe it was just, it just felt like a smoother playthrough. But mm-hmm. the story was still the same. You, the connection with the characters was still the same. So I get why people want to push. Oh my god, I gotta have 240 frames per second, a 200 hertz monitor, and yada yada yada. And I mean, if you got the money, good for you. But it's not gonna like change your world. I guess it's not going to randomly say, "Oh my god, I've been missing on all this all my life." And it's funny because I recently upgraded to 165 hertz monitor mm-hmm. uh, because I needed I just needed a monitor for work and then I had to get like something that I I, I could use for work and I said fuck it I'm gonna spend the extra money on hertz to see what it does and even though it's nice and smooth I I don't think it makes me like I it won't make a difference for those kind of games right for Horizon for Red Dead Redemption. For basically any other game that's not a first-person competitive game, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, 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 
Yeah, when it comes to just a single player game, that's primarily its primary goal is to, to tell a story and give you some gameplay that's you know replayable over the story length. You know, that's 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 capable to keep you engaged. Um, I you know what playing from thirty to sixty to even one twenty. Um, I mean, the snappiness is really good, um, but I still back you know I. I still was fine at lower frames per second when I was playing those games. I didn't feel like a huge um, quality loss as far as my experience with the games. Um, I would, I do prefer higher frames, but um, it, no way was like, uh, oh, if I had to choose to pay, play, uh, if 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 like if I couldn't play, like let's say I've never played Horizon, um, and I I had to choose between a console experience and let's say a really high fidelity PC experience. Um, and, uh, either I would never have been able to play it if it was, you know, only on PC or something like that. I feel like it wouldn't really the quality or experience of playing it wouldn't be lost, um, on just playing on console. Um, it's great to see it on PC, but I feel like it's also, and, and if anything, I, I, I feel like it's, we're also kind of alluding the fact that, um, uh, seeing, PlayStation ports coming to Xbox, or oh, sorry, PlayStation ports coming to PC is is pretty cool, because um, we've seen a lot of Xbox ports coming to you know recent, so we're seeing a lot of that thing. But I don't know, it, it's um, the price versus quality. Like I don't think it's worth it all that much. I mean, uh, like to me, like I I I still need to upgrade my my video card for next gen, and it's gonna cost probably as much as a PS Five just in the video card. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm like, part of me is like, okay, I I I'm gonna upgrade, but I'm gonna have to wait for a good sale to upgrade my video card. And for the meantime, I think my PS Five is gonna do very well to play all those new games. Although one good thing about this is that for those people on the PC only, PC Master Race only, you guys get to experience why people love PlayStation games so much for once. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Which is a good thing. I think, you know... Well, that is if there's no bugs because there's been a lot of ports with a lot of bugs. Uh, so hopefully there isn't too many bugs when it comes over. Well, I, I'm going to give Gorilla credit on this and I hope that they do a good job with their with their port for PC and I'm hoping that they're the ones who are doing it because if they're not doing the port then that that's I, I didn't really look into who's doing the PC port but if, if it's them it should be good another port that's coming to the PC is Death Stranding so two games to look forward to for PC oh, gamers yeah. those are some solid titles looking forward to it well I'm not going to be playing on PC but for those that haven't that haven't made the PlayStation dive and, you know, it's strictly on PC, definitely pick them up. Yeah, I mean, what else you got to play, right? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on to, I guess, well, since we're on the topic of PC, the Half-Life Alex developers want to make a full-scale life, uh, life game for consoles. Isn't that funny? What we're just talking about right now is <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the PC developers want to put their games into consoles more than the console developers want to put their games on PC. I, I mean, it's it's the smartest it's the smartest way because once again, look at all the titles that are coming out on console, and then all of a sudden, eventually, they come out on PC. It, it's just it would be not 
wise if they didn't uh, tap into that market. I mean, especially with the new consoles coming out, with the capabilities of the new consoles. Um, I mean, it's uh, it would be stupid, really, to not use that, um, especially with the success of Half-Life Alex. And uh, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity. This is the perfect time for them to uh, do it, to start, you know, working on it. So, so one thing that I do want to say, they did say uh, Valve designer Phil Coe said the ice has been broken. Now we're hoping to smash through the ice completely. We're not afraid of Half-Life no more. And this comes from a website called GameIndustry.biz. So I, I don't know how accurate their news is, but I'm sure it's an interview that they got from somewhere reliable. <laughs> this comes from Half-Life Alex Final Hours, I suppose, from the Steam store yeah so i mean that's cool that they did they, they, they want to make a, a half-life for the consoles and you know fingers crossed half-life 3 for ps5 xbox series x and pc come on you had the orange box for the ps3 you, sh- you guys should have ported that thing to the ps4 and xbox series x yeah you know i was Man, I, w- I wanted to bring that up. I Well, go ahead, and then no, I'll, I'll bring I, it up. I just meant to say Xbox One instead of Series X, but <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's I, it. But so me being a really uh, – I'm a huge Half-Life fan. I'm also a huge PC fan uh, because one of the reasons I, I built my original PC way back in the day when I was like 16 or whatever or 14 or whatever um, was uh, to play Doom 3 – and Half-Life 2. And I just followed those games forever. And I, I just, and finally I, I had put together a computer. Uh, and by by the way, to when I put the, together the computer, it was me just going to CompUSA back in the day when it was around, buying a computer off the shelf, and then upgrading the graphics card. And that was my building a computer. For, you know, I felt like, hell yeah, uh, this is going to be able to play it. And it did. It was able to play the games, not on the highest setting, but it still was able to play them. Um, but strangely enough, when the, the expansions came out, the episodes came out, I did not enjoy that on PC. I actually played those on Xbox in the orange box. And I had, I felt like the orange box release was such a, an awesome freaking addition to the console, the Xbox. Um, it, it just, the, the experience was no less. Uh, than I had on PC. And I feel like uh, if they were to do a full port again um, of either a previous game or to do a new game, I feel like they would do the same. They would do an amazing job, um, and I I have no reservations on that decision. You know, I really hope that they do, because I want more Half-Life, and (laughs) and once this quarantine is over, I'm going to go over your house, break your door, and play your Half-Life, Alex. I mean, 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 you're going to invite me. Never mind. Because <laughs> uh, no, that's one of those games I really want to play, but it's just the price entry is so high. I can't, I can't do the, I can't do it, especially with PS5 coming out, and then maybe even buying an Xbox Series X, which I haven't 100% decided on. <clears throat> um, that's one of those games that, I, like, I want to play. So, I hope that if they do port it to the uh, PS5. That'd be great. If not, I'll be going over to your house <laughs> and playing <laughs> it for sure. And, That's fine. <laughs> and the last topic that I that I want to talk about today is Xbox tweeted a 
their showcase that's gonna be on July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Are you excited to see what Xbox has to show? Oh, I am because I need some reasons to get hyped for Xbox uh, Series X. <laughs> you know what? I feel the same way because that's why I said I'm on defense for the uh, Xbox. Because here's the thing. I already spent a lot of money on my computer, uh, like I had said before. And so if all those games come to my PC, it's going to deter me from buying a Series X game. <laughs> I mean, game console, and if that's true, I'm going. It's not gonna. It's gonna save me money, but it's basically ultimately gonna make me just buy a PS5, like without having to worry about paying for a second console for once. So I hope they show something. And I mean, they have to show Halo, right? Halo Infinite. Oh yeah, definitely. So. They have to show that game, and let's see what kind of Halo game it is, because Halo 5, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. it, it I have not played it myself, so, um, and I've been meaning to go through all of them right before the next one comes out. I, uh, I, I, I tell you this, if you're willing to play that game, I'm willing to play it with you, okay. um, but it's so hard to get into that game. I don't know. I don't it's just so damn difficult for me to get into that game. I've never felt like it didn't feel like a Halo game to me. Like Halo 3 ODST felt more like a Halo than that game did. Oh wow. And then mm -hmm. you know Halo 3 ODST, you don't even play a Master Chief, right? Like you, you, you like yeah. So yeah. It's kind of like I'm like okay. I I wish I mean if you haven't played it it's just the way the game is. It's like they force a four-player co-op campaign, kind of. And the game play itself doesn't feel like Halo. And that's what I don't like about it. And, yeah. It just doesn't feel like a Halo game at all. So I was very let down with Halo 5. Because Halo 4, I thought it was decent enough. But Halo 5 was just disappointed in my book. Like, maybe, maybe, like, you know, I wish they fix it with Halo Infinite because that's the one I'm really excited for. And and being a next-gen title, like, we should all be excited for Halo because, I mean, if you're, a if you're a fan of gaming, regardless of which console you've played, you know Halo is great, you know? It's like when you, like, that's, that's a good thing that I, I want to emphasize, at least when it comes to exclusives. You always have those great franchises, you know, like you got Gears of War, it's amazing. You got Halo, it's amazing. You got Forza, which is great. But that's the thing, that's the thing that sucks about Microsoft. It's like you have all these great series that people do love. Why don't you make more? That's what I want from Microsoft. I want something yeah. more to like say, yeah, you, you, you got me as a gamer again. In, but instead, I feel like they concentrate more in like power of the cloud, game pass, um, most powerful console, more RAM, more power. Yeah. But it's like, more, it's like, yeah, it's like more powerful for what? For sitting there collecting dust because <laughs> I'm not playing it. 
Uh, and and it's like I, I have all this going on, and why would I want to play my Xbox if there's nothing to play on it? Because you already, like, all the games that I play on my Xbox, like, I either have played on my PS4, or, or they're available for my PC, and it's not like I can only play them on the Xbox anymore. Like, like that's the reason that I used to own an Xbox was for the exclusives. So if you take that away from me, what what is the reason that you're gonna make me purchase this console for? Because if you're gonna try and push fastest powerful thing, that's my computer already. Maybe for those people who don't have it, right? We'll choose an Xbox. But if you see the competition that's offering console exclusive games, that's offering something new, that's trying to revolutionize gaming, why would you go with the Xbox? Like, I'm just still trying to figure that out. Like, like, and I'm trying to buy an Xbox. <laughs> so this is stuff yeah. coming from somebody who wants an Xbox. But no, I'm, me too. But I'm you questioning know? it, and that shouldn't be a thing, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like hopefully this. I mean, if they really want to save, especially with that reveal that PlayStation had, uh, this would be when they do it. Um, that they really show what's gonna tie us in. And I also wanna see, I, I'm hoping they show games that are gonna be coming out sooner than we think, uh, because if the console comes out and there isn't anything really that, I mean, it, was it true that, I don't know if it's gonna be true or not, but that there's gonna might be like up to two years until there's an Xbox exclusive or something like that that well, comes out that's worth playing. Well, that's what and they we said, yeah. That's, that, yeah. That came so, straight out from Microsoft. Yeah, so I mean, that's two years that's really going to affect their, uh, you know, their, I mean, there are going to be individuals that still buy it, but that's going to be two years that's going to affect their sales quite, quite a bit, so. Yeah, that's why, like, I have my Xbox um, One X, and I think you do too, so if we're yeah. able to play those games on that console, or, or for sake of argument, if we have the Ultimate Game Pass, we'll play them on our PC, like, was the reason to upgrade i mean unless uh, unless all the games now all of a sudden are 4k with like 120 120 frames per second um then maybe i'll consider buying one even with there's not a whole bunch of exclusives because there's still the whole game pass library and stuff but that's the question is if all of the games will be up uh you know if that'll be applicable to all the games i mean I all those are going to see that kind of upgrade uh is it all going to still remain to like, you know, 30 or 30 frames per second or 60? Um, we don't know. I mean, it's really about the waiting game here. Yeah. Um, it definitely has to, we have to see what Microsoft has to show because we want to, we want to see why, why we should buy this Xbox that's coming out. So, so this showcase, has to be here to shut my mouth. <laughs> shut <Yeah>. my mouth. <laughs> it's like stop make me thinking yeah. negative. Like I, I want Please, Microsoft. <laughs> right? Prove Just me take, wrong. Uh, yeah, I ha here's my money. I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have it right here waiting for you. Just come and you know, come with something that's worth me giving it to you. <laughs> Seriously, cause like I said, I invest a lot of money on my computer uh, this year. So if I can play everything on my computer, I already have an SSD drive, so I have 
a great system. I mean, my, my graphic card is not like top of the line or anything, but it's better than the Xbox One X, I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if they bring all this to the computer, I don't think I'm going to upgrade, honestly. Like, I, I think that's what's going to be left. And I mean, I'm probably in this very particular position as having a good computer. But if you don't have a good computer and you really like the Xbox games, right? Then you are going to have to upgrade maybe to the Series X. So I feel like the market they're going for is just they're like really hardcore fans at this point. Like they're not trying to gain a new audience or they're not trying to gain new people if they don't show anything new that's what i, I mean feel like i feel like it's going to be a complete waste of time if during the xbox game showcase they don't come out with their own bug snacks game <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey revolutionary right <laughs> <laughs> with that catchy uh... tune and everything I mean, that thing is gonna, like, I'm telling you, that game is gonna be a system seller. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. I don't know. Well, let's just hope that it's an amazing showcase and it has amazing games and then all our bad speculations is, is not, it's just bad speculations. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's on the 23rd, uh, about two weeks from now. And then we will find out. Yeah, and then we'll definitely be covering it on the podcast and giving our impression and maybe even making a special edition episode for that day. So let's hope that let's let's I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm still a little bit excited just because I don't know what they're going to show. I have my like I have doubts, obviously, but then again, you know, what's funny? I had doubt. I have more doubts for the Xbox showcase and the PlayStation showcase. Mostly because PlayStation has shown us time and time again that they got games. Mm -hmm. So, this is Xbox times to shine. They're, like This is the time to answer what Sony showcase and like show them up. So, get to it, Microsoft. <laughs> like, show seriously, up. show up. <laughs> That's all we ask for. And I think this is where we're going to end the show today. Unless you have any last comments you want to say. No, uh, it's all good here. I feel like I invented myself enough today. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys didn't get bored. And uh, we, we both kind of vented here and there a little bit of the situation. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys feel this way. Not all of you, but some of you guys. And obviously you guys will disagree with some of the things we say. But, you know, it's just a conversation um, to get things going and make you think about certain things that sometimes you don't think about, hopefully. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, Gamers Enclave, a podcast for the Gamer in You episode for July 10th. Until next time, guys. Bye.